To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Thomas Coughlin, host of On the Tile. Uh, you may have seen the news that Prime Minister Justin Rajoon is resigning. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that you have. Um, unfortunately, this rise of the news means that we can't record a full episode of On the Tile this week. Uh, we are going to be back next week. But I did actually manage to uh, have, a, have a quick chat with the front page of Damien Venuto. And so we're putting that podcast on the stream of On the Tile for you to enjoy. And, uh, and I hope you do. And I'll see you back next week. Thomas, how big of a shock is Jacinda Ardern's resignation? Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty hard to overstate how much of a shock it is, to be honest. This is something that no one predicted in their political predictions, which were made. Actually, someone is just walking past me saying that they did. So they got it right. But, but none of us predicted this. And uh, it's just fair to say that we all assumed that she, she would make it to the election, and she hasn't. So, yeah, massively, uh, massively unexpected. But how, how did all the well-connected journalists in the Beehive miss this? Well, gosh, that's a question we'll be asking ourselves for a long time. I mean, her opening remarks in the press conference were that she had a had a think about it over the summer break. So it seems like she wasn't actually, when she went away over Christmas, she wasn't actually planning to do this. Her opening remarks said that basically she was asking herself over the summer break whether she had fuel in the, in the tank to do this, and she was hoping that the answer to that question would be yes. So it seems like the last time most of us saw Jacinda Ardern, she was actually keen to continue on with being Prime Minister. But over the break, she clearly decided that she actually didn't have gas in the tank uh, to to continue on and, and has consequently decided to resign. This summer, I had hoped to find a way to prepare not just for another year, but another term, because that is what this year requires. I have not been able to do that. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election and that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. This has been the most fulfilling five and a half years of my life, but it has also had its challenges. Did she give any rationale or explanation or maybe reasons beyond just not having enough gas in the tank? I mean, was there anything that she pointed to as a reason for her resignation? It was mainly that one, to be honest. I mean, honestly, like, it's the most difficult job I think anyone could do. And if you don't think that you're able to give it 100 and, I mean, it's a bit cringe, but, you know, 110%, you're just not going to be able to handle it, right? Like, it's the sort of job that even at the best of, the, of times, you kind of succeed by standing still. It's a job that it's impossible to really kind of succeed at. And so if you can't give it your everything, then I think it becomes pretty clear that you're failing and falling behind. So I think probably she's decided to go out while the going is still relatively good rather than sort of slowly failing her way through 2023. And if she thought that she didn't have the energy to do it, I have no doubt that 2023 would have been an abysmal year for her and, and Labour because if you know that you can't do it, then you really are going to get a bit of a shellacking, to be honest. Thomas, what happens now? How soon until we have a new Prime Minister? And when will Jacinda Ardern be leaving Parliament? She will be leaving Parliament in April, and she is going to step down as leader on February the 7th. So that means that her last engagement, really, as Prime Minister will be the Waitangi commemorations at Waitangi, where the Prime Minister speaks. This is not on Waitangi Day itself. Actually, the big political day is, is it, I think, the day before Waitangi Day. That will be her last kind of big step piece as Prime Minister, which is kind of a great statesman-like place to bow out. So that is the plan at the moment. She will be um, 
leaving Parliament in April, which conveniently allows for no by-election in her Mount Albert electorate. If you leave Parliament uh, six months before the election, then you don't trigger a by-election, and that is what uh, she'll be doing. Now, who are the frontrunners to be our surprise Prime Minister? Uh, well, actually, so I'm, I'm in an Uber on the way to... Uh, I was at covering the National Party uh, caucus retreat. I'm just on my way to Labour's caucus retreat, which is about 10 minutes away, uh, and, and I'm going with the uh, intention to find that out. So Grant Robertson, who is probably the front-runner, has said that he won't be putting his hand up. So he uh, he was considered to be the most likely one, I suppose. I think uh, you would perhaps look at Michael Wood, who's been an up-and-comer. It might be a bit early for Michael Wood. Certainly, I think the front-runner at the moment would be Chris Hipkins. He's one of the more senior, um, Labour's more senior MPs. Seems a bit of a Mr. Fixit, I suppose, in the government, currently police minister. Obviously, he has COVID-19 in education. He he will, would be one to watch. Um, Kitty Allen has been spoken of as the future leader, although it's a bit like Michael Wood. It might be a bit too early for her. Have you considered whether you'll put yourself forward for the leadership? We're going to go through a process as a caucus over the next few days. Look, we will have, I think, uh, by Sunday is when we've said that we will uh, make those decisions. So... You'll understand that this has been a, a shocking morning for us all. So it's time to take stock and have those discussions. With Dern resigning and the polling for Labour not looking flash, and certainly all indications are that the polling for Labour will probably get worse as the year goes on, I think you'd have to ask yourself whether you would want to keep where you are at the moment and allow the leader to take you to the election that you would likely lose, and then you, then perhaps that leader would resign after that or be rolled after that, and then you could take it over. Of course, resigning, as she has done now, before the election, there is the potential there. If, if the new leader takes Labour to a decent performance in the 2023 election, they might have the mandate to stay on and try and do a bit better the next time round. Of course, it might be the case the new Labour leader then wins the election, in which case they would stay Prime Minister for another three years at least. So those, those are the things that they'll have to weigh up. Shared Lunch is your chance to see behind the share price of the companies you invest in. I'm not sure that 2024 will be a year that people remember fondly. Hear from CEOs and experts with a fresh take on what's happening in the markets here and abroad. There are a number of reasons that you might hold Bitcoin. It's often described as digital gold. Shared Lunch from Sharesies with Business Desk. You know, the World Bank is uh, reported as saying that we're probably three years into five very difficult years. Where are the, where are the opportunities for people here? When it comes to investing, we'll all Always bring something to the table. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. How surprising is it that Grant Robertson isn't going to run? Do you think he'll also be stepping down? He said he'll stay on as finance minister or in whatever job the new leader wants. So the new leader might want a complete refresh at the top. So that would mean, um, you know, a new finance minister. I mean, I'm kind of not surprised by that too much. He has, he has run for the leadership twice before. The last time he, he lost... The race for the leadership, he said he wouldn't put his hand up again for it. He reiterated that again. So he has been consistent about that position. Of course, it was kind of suggested that if Jacinda Ardern kind of handed it to him effectively, he would take it. It looks like that hasn't happened in this case. She hasn't actually indicated a preference for the new leader either. So, yeah, there you go. Caucus has agreed today that a vote will occur on Sunday, the 22nd of January. 
If a leader is successfully elected, I will issue my resignation soon after to the Governor-General and a new Prime Minister will be sworn in. If no one is able to garner this level of support within caucus, the leadership contest will go to the wider membership. What does this mean for Christopher Luxon? Has this move essentially handed him the election or does he have an entirely new challenge now? Better both, really. I mean, to be honest, anything can happen in an election year. It's, the, the, the news as we record this is like, what, <laughs> half an hour old? I, the best way to talk about this is in terms of probabilities, I guess, in, the, in, in scenarios. This is a pretty ideal scenario for him, I'd say, and, and certainly probability is that it would mean that he will most likely become Prime Minister at the election. Yeah, but, but, but you know, gosh, anything can happen, so, yeah, who knows? Listen, I just did want to acknowledge and to thank the Prime Minister for her service to our country. Uh, I do want to say that I respect her for taking on what is a difficult and um, demanding job and that she's obviously given it her all. And so I think when I reflect, I think that the way that she led New Zealand through those Christchurch terror attacks and the way that we all felt proud about the response from the country and from her as our leader and the way that she has always been a good ambassador for us on the global stage are things that will be really important in her legacy. And I wish nothing but uh, her and her family are all the very best for the future. Obviously, this news has kind of buried the announcements that Luxon made earlier in terms of his reshuffle. Who did he promote and who got a knockback? So the big promotions were the former leaders, Judith Collins and Todd Muller. They went up a bit. Judith went up nine places. And the big promotion was Scott Simpson, who was a bit of a surprise. Uh, He went down nine places. The swift resignation will change Aotearoa's political landscape completely for 2023. What are the chances of an adernless Labour holding on to power after the general election? Um, the polling isn't too bad. Like it's, mm. I think there's about five points separating the two parties in, the, in, in most polls that I've seen. So, yeah, look, I mean, there is a chance. But the wind is in national sale. Yeah, I guess you have to look at that as the state of play at the moment. And certainly they are the party that seems to be heading in the right direction and, and Labour's kind of, I suppose, on, on the, the decline. But, you know, I mean, honestly, anything can happen. You look at Bill English um, managing to lead uh, National to a really successful result in 2017. Bill English got National polling significantly higher than Labour in that election. So, I mean, you could you could have that easily as well. But, but certainly, like, you'd have to say that the favourability, the direction of travel is certainly with National. Also, what does this mean for the Greens, who were poised to be the alliance partner of Labour in the next election? Could they perhaps benefit in gaining some of that left-leaning vote, given that Labour's going through its own period of chaos now? Um, I think that would depend on who the, the new Labour leader is, to be honest. Like, if, if Labour decides to go left, uh, then that could be bad for the Greens. If they decide to go right or, you know, to the centre, then that could be actually very good for the Greens. And so I think all of that is to be determined. And I suppose to your point of whether this is a period of Labour chaos akin to the national chaos that we've seen, um, you know, that remains to be determined either. They're trying to get this leadership race out of the way pretty quickly in the next few days uh, and then have a relatively orderly um, transition. So if they manage to do that successfully, and I actually think they probably will do that because there's every, um, you know, they still want to win the election. I think actually that we might avoid a period of chaos here in the Labour Party. Let's go back to the phones and get your take on it. And welcome to the programme. Oh, good afternoon, Tim. What I admired in Jacinda was her ability to stay on track in an empathetic way and exemplify a kindness as much as she could in the way she saw it. 
And I think she changed the mood uh, for women in particular and uh, made everybody a bit that cared to listen to her uh, a bit gentler. The news is still pretty fresh at the moment, but how do you think that this will go down with the New Zealand public? I think people will be sad, actually. Like, I think when you look at the way that people think about Jacinda Ardern, she's often been described as like a polarising leader. I don't actually think that's true. This polarising kind of implies that, that you've sort of got one camp and another camp and, and you know, she's sort of hated and loved by one and the other. I actually think there's this, there certainly is a, a bit of anger on the fringe at her for the COVID stuff and that. Um, but I th- actually think people like her, and certainly the polling actually backs that up. A fringe group of people definitely loathe her, but that's true of any leader. The majority of people are like, this, you know, dislike as you as you do dislike any leader that leads a party that you don't vote for, or actually, you know, really like her. And, and I suppose um, now that she is on her way out, she becomes less dislikable if you do dislike her and, and less... Um, loathsome if you really, really don't like her. Uh, and people probably remember um, the good stuff. And certainly like when, when the guy was good for Labour, people loved her. And that was only a couple of years ago. So I suppose leaving now, she cements that reputation. That kind of COVID leadership will go down in history. She's internationally recognised for that. I think people will be sad. Thanks for joining us, Thomas. That's it for this episode of The Front Page. You can read more about today's stories and extensive news coverage at nzherald.co.nz. The Front Page is produced by Sean D. Wilson with executive producer Ethan Sills. I'm Damien Venuto. You can follow The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in on Monday for another look behind the headlines. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.